So hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dentistry Podcast. I am joined today by Martin Lawrence, the Director of Investments at Wesleyan. Uh, how are you today, Martin? I'm very good, thank you, Gabby. How are you? Perfect, yep. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Very good on this um, Monday afternoon, getting the week started right, I think. We're going to be talking about something that I am perhaps not too knowledgeable on, but I think what you can shed on it will be very useful to our listeners. I feel 2022 has been a massive year so far for news and we're only four weeks in, uh, both inside and outside of dentistry. And um, the topic we're talking about today is inflation. And I think it would be very good to just kick off with what actually is inflation and what impact can it have on people's lives? Yeah, it's a great question. They're obviously very, very topical at the moment because there's all sorts of people talking about this. Um, in, inflation, it's it's kind of one of those things that, in some ways, it's a bit like the wind. You you kind of you can't see it directly, but you can see the impact that it has, and it's sometimes easier to describe the impact it has than try and work out what it is. So mm. we will we will unpick how it's calculated and all those sort of things. But uh, it's not going to be too deep a maths lesson, so don't worry. We'll, we'll go with the uh, the high level on Phew. this. Um, but yeah, I mean, fundamentally, to answer your question, what is it? You know, why does it impact? people's lives well, I guess you know we're still coming through a pandemic and that's been a big impact on people's um, health but when it comes to inflation and particularly as it started to rise which is really why it's come on people's mm-hmm. radars it's getting a little higher it does impact on people's wealth and I think that's the difference and it's it's trying to understand what it is that's impacting your wealth you know how does this affect mm-hmm. your personal finances and what we call you know your disposable income the bit that's left over at the end of the month the stuff you can actually spend you know how does inflation impact that so there's been some speculation that interest rates are going to rise this year is there some truth in this and will this help people who are looking to save their money Yes, I think it's true. Interest rates are likely to go up again this year. They did go up by a very small amount at the end of last year. The Bank of England did raise them ever so slightly, but we are talking, you know, small amounts here. That the rate was a massive 0.1% before they raised them. They raised them by a gigantic 0.15%, which means, if my maths is correct, they're still only one quarter of one percent. So that's the kind of the base interest rate, as they sometimes call it, bank rate, which is um, what they pitch a lot of. Um, your rates off savings rates debt rates and all sorts of things and right through to even things like mortgage rates so i i guess i mean let's sort of go back a stage what actually is this inflation and therefore what's the connection between inflation and interest rates maybe that's something we just need to walk through well if you take the inflation question you know what is it and how is it calculated the best way of thinking about this is it's a kind of basket of goods. So imagine going shopping and having a gigantic shopping trolley that's got sort of 700 items in. What they do at the, uh, yeah, it's a big shop. I can, uh, yeah, I can tell you're lighting up at the idea of that one. Um, so, so, I mean, how long it would take you to buy uh, 700 items in one basket? I'm not sure, but that's a question for another day. Yeah, but if you take that sort of basket and you go through the checkout and you add up what that cost, and we're talking on average for those prices, not in any particular shop, this is what the, those bright boxes at the ONS, the Office for National Statistics do, they work out what that basket is worth and then they look at an equivalent basket from maybe this time last year and the difference between the two is then your measure of inflation. So generally speaking, have prices gone up or have prices gone down? And the reason this has come into the news headlines recently is those prices look like they're starting to go up. 
So we can go a bit more into that in a second. But then generally speaking, what would happen to control inflation, the tools that the governments and central banks have is interest rates, which is why they're now talking about putting interest rates up, because what they're really trying to do is to control that inflation number to stop it going too high. And is this, does this usually work? Is this something that generally... (laughs) Uh, helps to counter the, the, the effect or the impact of inflation. Yes, it's quite a blunt tool in a way because it takes a while to sort of transmit its way through because Mm. just because the Bank of England put up interest rates, it doesn't mean that inflation is immediately kind of tugged back into line. It takes a while to ripple through because it takes a while for banks to pass on those interest rates into your savings accounts. It takes the banks and building societies a while to pass those into your mortgage costs, which potentially would be going up if interest rates are going up. So it is a bit of a blunt tool, but it's kind of one of the best ones they've got in terms of just trying to keep a lid on that inflation number i see okay i think obviously when, when we talk about inflation we talk about increases in essentially the cost of living and the goods you're buying from a supermarket if we're going to use that example here as well people people don't want this right you don't want to have to pay more for for your food shop uh, than you than you were when you compare it to the year before so how can people counter this what can people do to protect their money at this at this moment in time. Problem that people are facing is is nobody likes uh, it when the, the price of the things that they buy go up, and this is where it becomes very very unique to you because it's it's one thing to say that the you know, Office for National Statistics say that the average inflation in this country is currently above five percent, but for you personally, what's your inflation number for the things you buy? So uh, maybe your shopping trolley didn't have seven hundred items in, but for the items that you did buy what's the inflation, how much higher uh, in in terms of price of the things you're buying today compared to the things that you were buying before. And therefore, what do you do about that? Because what you're highlighting is, well, that's going to impact on on the spare money I've got. It's going to take a bigger bite out of my savings or my current income. And therefore, to counter that, you've got to find some way of keeping up. Now, there are two ways that you could keep up. You could um, have your wages go up, so you could potentially go to you know, your line manager and say, okay, the cost of the things that I buy are going up, therefore, it would be really nice if my wages could go up, please, to offset that. Now, of course, that may or may not be successful, depending on you know, your own circumstances, but that's one way it counteracts it. Now, that can become a bit of a spiral, because then, of course, if the company you work for has put your wages up, the result for them might be that they put their own prices up even higher and inflation goes further higher and you create this upward spiral. And that's what these sort of central banks just have to be very mindful that they don't create this problem that everything goes automatically higher. So that's one way is to try and you know tackle your wages and say, OK, can we get high wages and can that therefore help me to combat these higher prices that I'm incurring in, in my day to day? The second one is via your own your savings. So on the investments that you may have, can can you grow those investments and obviously you're now coming on to kind of my patch here can you then grow your investments at a rate that can at least match inflation and therefore you've got a chance with the savings that you've got in your savings accounts be it bank building society internet account however you save are they growing sufficiently to meet that sort of demand and we can go into sort of some examples to bring that to life for people but but those are your kind of your two big levers if you like you've okay. got does that make sense yeah absolutely absolutely I think if we could go back to that mention of investments there, 
I think that's obviously what you guys do at Wesleyan and I think it's important to explore that a bit more if that's something that people listening need more information on or are looking to do at this time so investments obviously this can mean different things to different people and I can imagine they come in a variety of forms and there's lots of different things you can do with your money with different risk levels etc etc so if somebody perhaps would wanted to get started on investing their money what what could you tell them about that what are their options right now yeah there are there are many different ways you can obviously invest now the one thing i've got to be very clear you know i, I i'm not a, you know an investment advisor we're the investment managers so we manage the, the money in the background so there, there's a very important stage to go you know through if you like between us managing the money and your decision to actually to give the money over to us to manage which is what's right for your circumstances and this really is the key so as, as much as i would love to talk to you all day long about investments and what we do the bit you've got to get right is is what is it right for your circumstances you know you, you mentioned risk what risk you know can you take with your money how long can you tie up your investments for what, what is it you need you know what are your goals what are you saving for and how long term are those goals so you need to almost get those in line first and that's where a kind of a specialist financial advisor can help you which is why you know Wesley we've we've got you know these people set up to walk you through your personal finances because it is as as the you know the term suggests very personal to you as to what you're aiming at then once we've kind of gathered that information that means we can then start to work out okay these are your saving needs and then we can start to put together what we think is appropriate for you and it may then end up being you know, one end of the spectrum, uh, of course, savings historically has been you know, bank account, building society accounts. It could just be cash in the bank. Now, the problem you've had is those interest rates have been low. So we're circling back here to this has been the problem with the low interest rates and, and you know, how high are they going to go? We've talked about these interest rates are going to be going up in 2022, but are they going to be going up to make a significant difference? So on one hand, it could be, um, you know, basic savings accounts, or it could go right up through the other way up to direct investing in the stock market where um, you and, and, and this is where there are various ways of doing it but at that level you need to know what you're doing you need to make sure you've got a well diversified portfolio otherwise you know and, and this again is where the advice comes in so uh, as much as I would love to kind of push the merits of, of the funds that we manage we need to make sure that people you know are in the right place for, for what their own requirements are yeah, of course I think there, I mean, maybe this is coming from my perspective with people around my age and in my age group, but I think stocks and shares, et cetera, have become a real topic among, do you know what, in particular, I, I would say younger people. I think people kind of reckon themselves as um, great investors, and, and maybe they are, but I think some people perhaps could do with a little bit more guidance on this. And obviously, you know, you can do it so easily now that you can just download an app and, and, and do what you want with your money, essentially. Which, which is both exciting and also, I guess, relatively dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. So I think, I think it would be quite good to kind of talk about stocks. And obviously, we've got the stocks app on our phone that comes downloaded already if, you, if you're with Apple, if you're team Apple. Uh, I can't speak. I can't say the same for Android. I'm not, I'm not too sure about them. But I think a lot of people just don't really understand what these are, what they do. So could you maybe just talk about that a little bit, please? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're into kind of almost the instant gratification type generation coming through. I mean, you know, in my defence, I used to be you know young once, but uh, I think that was an awful long time ago in, in in the black and white days. But but yeah, let, let's talk about shares. I mean, where are they and where could they fit in with portfolios? Because there are that they're about half of all of the money that we manage. If you if you look at the all of the funds that that we run and look under the bonnet, you'd find about half of that is actually in the stock market. So it's a very big part of what we do. Um, but let's Let's, let's wind back a stage. You know what actually is a share? Well, any company that wants to do what they call float on the stock market, effectively, they just slice themselves up into lots and lots of tiny bits, which they call shares. And then, as the name suggests, you are buying a very small share of that company. So now that may be a UK business, it may be a US business, Japan, Europe, all around the globe. The concept is the same. You're buying part or parts, because obviously you can buy more than one. Um, you know, potentially, you can buy millions of shares. In, in the same company because they really are, are you know, carved up into you know, millions of little pixels, if you like. Now, those shares are representative of how the company is doing. So you mentioned the app. You know, what is that stocks app doing? It seems to everything seems to be color coded. You know, sometimes they're color green, sometimes they're colored red. All they're really saying is, uh, if it's green, typically that means that particular share has probably gone up in value today, whereas if it's red, that particular share has gone down in value today. Now. What does that mean? Well, it, it's in some ways it's an oversimplification, but hey, for the purposes of this, it, it's trying to show you is that company doing well or is that company, you know, having a bit of a problem at the moment? And that's why people then track these share prices and, and draw lots of pretty charts. And it's trying to show over time how successful has that company been. Now, successful is, is a very broad definition that's going to take me far longer to explain than we've got today, but um, fundamentally, that's what it's doing. So when you see these apps, they're showing you how relatively successful those shares are doing today. And obviously, if you own those shares, um, you're looking for those shares to go up because that's how then um, you know your value goes up, providing, of course, you sell and take your money out before they fall again. The issue is, because, of course, it's on a phone and it looks remarkably like an app and it's probably next to your games apps on your phone, it does start to make it look a little bit like a game. Now, this is where I, I start to sort of get grumpy and, and <laughs> my body language changes because one thing you've got to obviously be very aware of mm. if that's your savings you've got invested then in there then this is a very serious business because if you have a flash of red across those screens and, and you start losing money was that money you could afford to lose and this loops back to why people really do this specialist financial you know advice to see should they have been in there in the first place because it's all very well hearing oh your friend did it and he made a lot of money um, well potentially you know he or she may have made a lot of money his historically but that doesn't mean that you're going to make it from here and is it right for you so um, that's what those apps are doing so there's nothing wrong with the apps they do make um, trading very easy and, and straightforward but there's also an added danger if you like a kind of eggs in one basket that you've got to be careful of because if you've just picked one share and you've put your entire life savings in that um, then unless you've done an awful lot of research on that company and you know it really well what would happen if, if those shares you know fell 10% fell 15% does that then all of a sudden you know mean you have to sell something you didn't want to sell you know heaven forgive you have to sell your house because you couldn't afford those shares so again we're back to the advice piece now I know you want to talk about the 
gaps in the, you know, the fund side, and that's, you know, that, that's fine. But I would say just be very careful when it comes to your own money. Um, but uh, there's a lot of them about. I mean, there are transaction costs um, for, for when you come into these. So it's not free in the sense that uh, you know somebody somewhere is always making money off these things. The difference is, so if we steer back onto our patch, what do we do? We run these these investment funds, as they're called. What they really are is a collection. They are diversified portfolios of lots of different things. So rather than having all your eggs in one basket, we've we've cherry-picked a whole load of investments. I mean, some of our funds have got more than 600 investments in one fund. So when you're buying into the fund, again, if you've been through the advice process, you realise that's the right and suitable fund for you then these are kind of pre-packed solutions to help you save and obviously back to the question at the top of the shop the idea is we're trying to help you to combat inflation to make sure that we in some horrible jargon preserve your buying power so the things that ultimately you want to buy you'll be able to because your savings have kept pace that's a very long answer to a very short question no 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 no. it's perfect that's the kind of that's what i was looking for really i just think um i think you, you put it perfectly at the beginning of what you just said you said sort of instant gratification I think that is very much at the core of what many people do and perhaps it was unfair of me to push that all on to people of the younger generation I think actually it's it's definitely passing through to, to the older generation too Oh, so you're absolutely right. I mean, some of the people that I know personally who are the most prolific traders on apps are actually the older generations um, that's almost finding it uh, as an amusing pastime to do it. Now, uh, I say I would just say if they know what they're doing, fantastic. I just wouldn't advise it as a place to start for people, um, not least because if you get too good at it, you'll probably do me out of a job. So it's not in my interest for you to do that. So definitely not. I, do you know what? I just... I think, you've, 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 again, you've put, it, you've put it well there. I think it was just worth mentioning because it... It is something that everybody talks about. And I think you hear one success story of somebody who perhaps made quite a bit of money off, off an investment. And then it, it, they make it out as if it were, what well, you know, you can do it from sitting in your living room, which essentially you can, but you have to be armed with the right information and the right guidance, I think, most of the time. Otherwise, you could end up losing a lot of money, which is, which is where you guys come in, right? You're there to, to help people invest their money. It is, and, and actually, responsible investing. You pick the right word because um, there's a, there's a new um, kind of theme that's coming over the recent years. This socially responsible investment side, which is it's not just about making money, which is why if you think of a lot of uh, kind of um, uh, you know blockbuster films, it, uh, how they portray the stock markets, is about making money above all else and kind of do what you have to push everybody out the way. Um, that there is now this kind of conscience coming in, and again, actually, I think this is back to a generational change. It's starting to say it's not just the money we want to make we want to know how we're making that money and is it being done in the right way and the responsible way hence your term um so yes that, that's absolutely um key to what we're doing and and that is why we we've set our funds up in the way that we have so within the team we've got not just the fund managers and these are the people who are actually making the decisions on what they should buy and sell within your fund um these collective funds that we run it's like pooled everybody's money pooled together in one place it, it's a about the research that we do so it's not just the fund managers they're also investment analysts that we have behind the scenes so think of those as like researchers who are the ones who are investigating these companies you is that share that you've got on your app is that a good share to buy or not well they'll take literally weeks and months looking in and picking apart a company to try and work out is it something we should be investing in and then there's the socially responsible investment analysts for the reason that you flagged who are looking to see okay maybe we can make money on this but is it 
it right that we should be making money from this? What concerns are there? You know, what's their you know, gender um, diversity like within the company? Where are their operations? What's their supply chain? Are they paying people a fair amount for the labour in, in other countries? It's all that as well. So um, add on the property specialist we have because buying you know commercial property, physical big buildings is a different skill set as well. We have to have all these types of people behind the scenes who are working to effectively bring all this together into, into an investment fund that people can then invest into. So that that's the uh, the advert on behalf of the Wesleyan Investment Management <laughs> team right there for you. Show you know what, you've sold me. I think, I think it is important, that responsible side. I mean, this is something that I think is quite important to me anyway, but I can I can safely speak for other people listening that knowing, you know, everybody wants to make money, everybody wants to have money to live a life and they can enjoy themselves and to be happy and to provide for their family. But I think if you can do that and know that you are supporting the right companies for the right reasons, etc., it makes it a whole lot more comfortable, I guess, for, for, for many. Um, and I think with this topic of inflation, lots more people will be looking to do something with their money. So, so what, what are their options at this time? What can you help people with? It, it's that trying to, to keep ahead of inflation. If number one, whatever your goals are, trying to keep your head above water is really a key thing. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's because we can talk a lot about numbers, let, let's put it in kind of the context of something you could buy. Here's the issue that you've got. Suppose you've got a decision and you're, you're umming and ahhing about should you spend, I don't know, £500 on buying a new TV or okay. something. Now, you decide, actually, no, but the, the one I've got at the moment is fine. I'll wait 12 months. Well, if you put your £500 in the bank... And then that will grow, obviously, with the interest that you might get on the savings account. But in 12 months' time, you go to take that out, and maybe that's grown to, I don't know, 1% interest rate or something. It's got £505 now. Well, if you walk into the shop, but that television is now £525 Mm. because inflation has pushed the price up, you can no longer buy the TV. So how are you going to close that gap? So what we're trying to do, the bit we're helping on the investment side in the background is to say, okay, is there something smarter that you can do that's appropriate for you? We're back to your own risk tolerance again. Is there something that we can do to help you so that the spare savings you have at least keep pace with that inflation wave so that it preserves your buying power, as I keep saying, in, in future, and you're still able to buy the things you'd like to further down the line when you're ready to make that purchase. Yeah. So that's really the heart of investments it, it sounds all very complex but we're trying to just help people mm. achieve their goals at the point they want to consume you know whatever it is that they're looking to buy how how often do you get hounded by your friends for investment advice well it, it, it's interesting because um uh, less often than you think probably because they are they, they asked me in the, in the early days and i've done this for far too many years you know 25 plus years or whatever it is um, they, I did, I did say I was old. It, it, it's a, it's a case of they, they've sort of stopped asking me because I give them a very consistent answer. Because the way we manage money isn't a sort of get rich quick scheme. It's very much a long term approach that we take. Because what we've discovered is a, a lot of the people that we invest money for have long term time horizons, and therefore. Actually, we're not looking to kind of um, you know, double all the money tomorrow and then lose it all again on Wednesday, and etc. It, it's this sort of steady conveyor belt of returns generated year after year so that whoever's coming on board with us to invest, we can actually make that grow. So we're very long term. So, so people don't kind of like the advice I give them because typically it's kind of 20 year horizon. They say, I don't want to you know, wait 20 years. I, I want to have it by next Tuesday, please. So I say, well, sorry, you have to go back to your, your, your app on your phone again because you know that's not what we're about. So we're 
we're, we're very much about um, due diligence, checking the companies, doing the research, and then steadily grinding out those returns over the years in the safest way that we can, given that we do play in some risky areas. You know, stock markets are the domain of the professionals. They can go down. They're, they're very volatile. And you'll have, typically, you only ever hear about them when they're volatile and in the news because something's happened. Um, but we just have to be day in, day out. So people have stopped asking me. Uh, and and if, if I do give them advice, which I can't give them advice anyway, it's, well, if you want to know where all my money is, my money's in the funds that we actually run. And that's actually a true story because uh, that's obviously the investments that we've looked at. So why wouldn't I put my money where my mouth is? So so I have a Wesleyan with profits ISA because that's um, th that suits my savings. It doesn't mean it's right for everybody. I'll, I'm going to keep repeating this point. But for my requirements, um, it works very well. So there you go. You, you don't get any stock tips from me, I'm afraid. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much for, for giving up your time today, Martin. You're very welcome. It's my absolute pleasure.